high guys and girls. We're back once again with the Renegade Master. <laughs> Lenny Kravitz love child over there, Chad Jones. Say hi, Chad. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm here, the Harlem King, Thomas Rowlands. The Harlem Globetrotter. Ah, I've, I've been outside of Rome once or twice. Yeah. Um, so, that was very dismissive, <laughs> yeah. Um, what you want to talk about, Serbian film, was good. Jump straight into that. I yeah, yeah, really yeah. I need to know yeah. about this movie. Yeah, definitely. I, I explained it before with you, but I'll go into like a little bit more detail now. I like the film. It's a good film. I, I like it. I like the cinematography. I think the act, like on all fronts, the acting's really good. Like it's not yeah. like there's just one person. The main um, key of the whole film, I, I think, is key is the cinematography. It's a beautifully shot yeah. film. Brilliantly, beautifully shot. Um, and, and it's got a bad rap. Now they made it have a bad rap, obviously, yeah. and they're glad that it did because the film probably wouldn't have had anywhere near the reach. Yeah, did not have that the bad publicity. rap. Yeah. Um, but what I want to talk about is the two key scenes in the film that give it that bad rap. Yes. Now, you know, let, let's get it straight out there. If you know about the film, you know about it. If you don't know about the film, you might have heard this. The only term that's used for it, newborn porn. Newborn porn. Right? Obviously, it's not a real baby. There's no. no. There's no sex in the film. You don't see it. It's all simulated. However... That happens. I'm not going to say you know anything about the scene, but that happens. Um, and there's another scene later on where there's some incestuous rape. Yeah, he's tricked into raping. The main character is tricked into raping his son. Yes, thank you for putting it so nicely. Yeah. Um, now, my thinking is the newborn porn part yeah. gets a lot more publicity than the other part. That's there for shock value. Yeah. To me, that's there purely for shock value. And if it wasn't in the film, that film would be liked by a lot more people. Yeah, I mean, 100%. Yeah, that's the main thing. When you when I speak to most people who've seen the film, I've watched it like three or four times now. And when I speak to most people, the first thing they say to me is like, oh, that, that baby scene. And it's, yeah, yeah don't know, it's, it's hard to watch, but you've got to take it in the context. It's, it's technically a film. It's it's fiction. Yeah, yeah. It happens, don't get me wrong, which is it's disgusting that it happens, but it's still just yeah. a film. It's, it, it, it has a purpose in the film. Yeah. I mean, the purpose is to sort of... You know, Let you know that they're sick, basically. Yeah, yeah. They? And yeah. to send the main character who's watching it happen, yes. like, it sends him into sort of disarray and he realises what's Well, he's on like he's a weird with. horse drug anyway, and he doesn't yeah, make it yeah. And so they didn't need to do that. They could, you know, in the scene... A pregnant woman's filming some porn. Yeah. She gets beaten. Yeah. And then gives birth. Yeah. Well, she's on stirrups, isn't she? Yeah. 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 Now, what could have happened in that scene was she could have just been pregnant and then beaten, or she could have not been pregnant and murdered, or she could have been unconscious. I mean, the pregnant woman getting beaten is quite horrific. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. There's lots of things that they could have used in that scene instead of newborn porn that yeah. would have had the same effect on the character and on the story. Yeah. And not the same effect on the, the viewer. Yeah. Um, because of, obviously, of course, although it's gained lots of notoriety because of that scene, it's also probably lost itself money because it was banned from so many countries. Yeah, it's banned from quite a few. You know what? I'm pretty sure it's even banned from Serbia. Yeah, it, it, it is because it brings negative light yeah. onto the country. I mean, I don't I do not get the argument that the film is about Serbian filmmaking. It's definitely not. <laughs> no, like they're I trying mean, to I hope not at least. Yeah. They're trying to talk about the corruption of Serbian filmmaking and yeah. past propaganda films, but 
Um, it's just a, a gore fest of a film. It's a good film. Yeah. I don't think it's much of a public comment. Like, let's talk about the end scene. You're saying that there's, there's two scenes. Like, you've got yeah. the newborn scene, and then you've got the last scene where he's sort of tricked into raping his own. So, I don't yeah. know, like, people that are listening to this will probably think, well, how do you get tricked into that? Well, I'll let Tom explain yeah. that. So, he, he's, he's drugged, um, and early on in this film, he, he kills a woman whilst he's on this drug anyway. So, it turns out that it's been a big ploy by some gangsters and his brother. Yeah. To make a snuff film. Yeah. Um, so he's given this drug and uh, he walks into a room and there's basically there's two arses in the air and another man in the mask going away at one of the arses. The man in the mask is his brother and his but wife. But you don't know that. But you don't know this at this point. And you also know that it's actually the main character's wife that's getting raped. The self-proclaimed biggest dick in Serbia. Yep. And then the other arse that's in the air Turns out to be our main character's son. Yeah. Um, in, in a, in, I know again, this might sound weird, but in a very good reveal. Oh, a, a brilliant reveal. Um, a, a horrific scene. Like, the, awful. That scene hit me more than the newborn porn uh, scene. Yeah, yeah, especially because we're parents as well. I mean, well, well, I, mean, I wasn't the a parent when I watched it. Yeah, no, I, I, I watched it quite a long time. Yeah, ago. yeah. Um, but I can that, that scene was, I was like, wow. Yeah. That, that's that's heavy. Heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, and it, it really plays well towards the end of the film. Um, I, I don't want to give any spoilers to how the film ends, but the very last scene in the film, there's a great twist right at the end, just yeah. before the credits roll. And it's a mind-blowing film, and I think a lot of people, I, I've seen people watch it that have had a violent reaction at the end of it. They've stormed I, I, out yeah, of the room. I, I've had a, uh, I think I've seen... Um, see it because I we I've watched it with some friends. So I've seen it with some friends, um, and I had one friend who literally just got up and sort of said, "You're all a bunch of sick fuckers," and walked out the room. Yeah, yeah, I've had that. I, yeah. I had I had one friend cry cry in my kitchen at the end of it. Who is just like, I can't believe you just made me watch that. Yeah. Um, but give it a shot if you haven't. If you've only heard yeah. about it, especially if it's a foreign cinema. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that helps because obviously a lot of like the Japanese and the Koreans and apparently the Serbians and the French, the French, they make French smasher horror movies. They do, they do. And the only films that made me feel that like, oh, fuck me, like the Serbian film has is Inside or Il Interieur. Yeah. I, I think that's how it's pronounced. I probably butchered that then, but that's uh, a French film, which is just two and a half hours of a woman trying to cut a baby out the other woman succeeding. Just ruined the film, don't have to watch it uh, That's been remade into an American film, which I hate when they do that. Yeah, I bet it's nowhere near as good. Uh, well, they've remade the French film Martyrs into an American film yeah. with one of the girls from Pretty Little Liars. Awful movie. You are a fan of Pretty Little Liars, though, yeah. aren't you, Jack? Yeah, I do like Pretty Little Liars. <laughs> or Pretty Little Liars. Well, I, I liked it. It got a bit yeah. samey after 100 episodes. And that's a lot more than 100 episodes. Yeah. True that. And the um, main girl from it, the uh, what's it, the little one, she's just been in a, a horror film called um, Truthful oh. Die, was it? Truth, Truthful Die. Was it? Was it that one that she was in? Yeah, yeah. The one with the weird was... faces. Yeah. Yeah. I liked the trailer for that. I haven't seen the film. No, I haven't watched the film yeah. either. Um, I quite fancy Hereditary as well. You didn't originally? No, and then you made me watch the trailer properly. Yeah, yeah, I really... Really, yeah, I'm looking forward to watching that. Well, anyway, back to a Serbian film. Yeah, yeah. So it really is just a case of like it's got a bad rap, 
you've almost definitely heard of it. It's on like every single horror list of uh, just horror movies, nasty yeah. films. Yeah, I can give you a good recommendation of that. Actually, I watch a guy called uh, on YouTube called Horrible Reviews. Yes, he's got me to a lot of horror movies over the years, and I'd suggest watching his uh, series of most disturbing movies ever made because I think it's saving films in the first or second one the episode, and yeah. he yeah, he's really good. I really enjoy his channel. He does the video nasties as well, but. I want to talk about that another episode of ours. So we'll pass that. Yeah, some other time. But yeah, so you guys really should should try and catch it if you can. Yeah, I mean you can get uncut versions where the newborn scenes actually took out. Yes, yeah, you can. You can if, if you. But also saying that the uncut version, the, the cut version, sorry, not the uncut version, because you will see the baby in the uncut yeah. version. The bit at the end that we're going on about the big twist of his son, where he's accidentally raped. Um, that's also got out. Oh, is it? I've never seen an uncut version. Yeah, that's also remember. got out. It's pretty much, he takes the bag off the mother's head and that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really, I won't spoil it kind of thing, but yeah, I, I think, watch the uncut version, maybe, you, you'll know when the baby bit's coming, look away. Yeah. yeah, if, yeah. That, if you're squeamish, but I feel like, it adds something to the film. It adds that of, oh, oh, we're not in Wonderland anymore. It, do, it does add that. <laughs> not Kansas though. anymore, yeah. sorry. It's not, yeah, not in Wonderland anymore. Something completely different. Yeah, right? Jesus, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sure we'll talk about him on another episode. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, if you're going to watch the film, I mean, you shouldn't watch it if you're squeamish anyway. No, it's just, Or if you're easily upset. Yeah, or just in a bad mood. Yeah, it's not a happy-go-lucky film. No. I mean... Maybe get married, then watch it. Maybe you'll be yeah. happier. Or maybe watch it at like three o'clock in the afternoon so you've got time to watch like The Lion King afterwards just to lift your spirits. I've never out. seen The Lion King. I have. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, serving film. I'd, I'd throw it out there, right? Yeah, I'd give a serving film out of five because we're doing reviews now, guys. I've got a review coming up for Zombie Strippers. That'll be up over the next couple of days on our Instagram and Facebook. <laughs> that, that's me selling that um, and uh, yeah I'd give it like a 4 out of 5 I'd give it an easy 4 out of 5 yeah, yeah I it's think it's just for the acting and cinematography alone yeah you, you've got to have a look at it as a film yeah you know almost like a critic because it's it's that disturbing but it it will take you out of movie watching mode yeah and you're bring, comfort zone yeah it definitely will take you out of your comfort zone mm-hmm. and yeah. you will feel like getting defensive about yourself Oh, no, it's, it's, it's horrible. Yeah, you, you almost feel dirty after watching it. Like, maybe yeah. you should go take a shower and be in your clothes in the bin. Maybe everybody that voted for you, Kit, watched a Serbian film. That's how they feel about Eastern Europeans. Maybe, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brexit and all that. Um, oh, a Serbian film caused Brexit. Uh, oh, that could be the next poster. I'm going to make. I'm going to design oh, that poster for our page. A Serbian film caused Brexit. Nigel Farage's face. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, um, like how that guy meets his end at the end. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Serbian film, would recommend. Uh, I want to go on about some serial killers, because yeah. we haven't done this in a while, but have you got a serial killer you want to talk about? No, I've just been thinking about Serbian film for the last three days. Wait, um, it's a good film. Um, let's, I think British, British serial killer. I know we spoke okay. about Dennis Nilsson. The man, the myth. He is the go-to guy. He was the go-to guy. But you've also like, I was thinking maybe like someone from around here because we're from North Wales and we haven't got a large rap sheet of serial killers. Uh, let me just jump in. Are we going to talk about the dog walker killer? Uh, well, he was called the man in black. The guy, we talk about the same guy here. The guy that killed all the gay guys. Yeah, he owned the cinema in Denby. 
Yeah. Peter Moore, I'll see what you're trying yeah. to talk about, guys. Peter Moore from North Wales, he killed three people and he's called the Men in Black. Man in Black, yeah. Men in Black. That's Will Smith and Tommy Lee. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and yeah, he was just, he's North Wales' only serial, well, known serial killer, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. A few large paedophile rings, but not many. Wow. Yeah. We are part of neither, just, just yeah. to clarify that, guys. Yeah. When I say we, I'm using, uh, yeah, I'm not using the royal we. I'm not talking about us. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Peter Moore, he he was a weird guy. He liked to dress in Nazi outfits. and He was a bit Norman Batesy as well, like his mum, wasn't he? Yeah. His mum used to beat him and stuff, as far as I remember from what I've read and watched about him. But, yeah, he owned a, a chain of cinemas. Because he killed the first person on Anglesey, which is, what, about an hour and a half away from us? Maybe a bit longer? A bit less. A bit less, yeah. Um, and then he moved sort of down this way, and then he killed two more people. He actually killed someone uh, a few times down from us on the beach. Yeah. yeah. Which was the last person he killed. Uh, yeah. I remember that happening. I remember like, reading the little papers. Probably would have been when you were just about born. Yeah, it was like late night, mid-late 90s, yeah, so yeah. he'd been just born, or because I'm young. Um, yeah, I, I can remember that happening. They they thought it was just a gay thing. Yeah, they thought, yeah. yeah and they, they just said, said to like, because, you know, I know it's not that long ago, but it was still a bit uh, pushed under the rug if you were gay. Yeah. And, well, that's and, why he, he never came out, did he? He was like a, a, a closet gay. Yeah. Uh, so, bomb the but, two. But, but, but the police were like, you know, if, if you're gay, don't go cottaging or don't, just don't go on the beach yeah. looking for it because there's a guy out there that, that's a weird place, and pardon you, is it again, if you're a bit squeamish or don't like profanities, that's a weird place to bum. On the beach? The beach. Yeah. When you go on the beach, I just want to, like, take, not, I was going to say take my dog, he's dead, but, like, if, if my dog was alive, I wouldn't want to take my dog on the beach, not go for a bum. I mean. Go crabbing, not get crabs. Yeah. Especially on North Wales beaches. Although you told me a weird fact, because I always thought the town we live in, I won't disclose, in case we have huge fans at Northern Bates, right up. Um, I always thought our, our beach was quite dirty, but apparently we've got quite, quite we've got a nice... We've got good ratings on the European like beach you know, legislation front, I suppose. Uh, we know, we, I think we almost always have. We lost it a few years ago. Yeah. But it's... You know, it's, it's the same about, like, hygiene ratings in restaurants, isn't it? 99% of which pay for work. Yeah. yeah. And then you've just got to make sure that the inspector comes on a good day. True, true. And you've got a nice inspector. Yeah. Um, suck my way to a five-star rating. <laughs> oh, I've done that many a time on, <laughs> on the beach, because apparently that's where the gays go. It's where they frolic. Um, <laughs> we've just lost the demographic. Yeah, we are fans of the LGBT community. Oh yeah, we've, we've got we've got gay friends. That sounds like we're just trying to cover our tracks there, don't it? But we do generally have a gay friend. Big up Tom. Big up Tom. Um, I mean, I'm not keen on him, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> He's not Russian, I promise. Um, so yeah, Peter Moore. He, I, my thing with Peter Moore as as, as being a serial killer. I know it's like. He killed three people over a certain amount of time. Three's yeah. the least. But do you not think three's like... Three, to me, sounds more like opportunistic. Yeah, yeah. You know, as opposed to... He wasn't a proactive serial killer. No, he wasn't Peter Sutcliffe. No, what, what, he was at that beach every morning for three years before he found someone. Yeah. You know, one of those... He took his dog there, didn't he? He yeah. came down from the town he lived in, go to the beach, and then, like he said... He, after that last killing, he got caught. 
yeah. almost straight away, didn't he? Well, yeah, because obviously he 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 tells people that the night before, like, oh, I'm going, I'm going down to so and so, and then obviously there's a dead body turned up, and when there's police questioning, yeah. like, oh, well, old Pete's been to the beach, and then it turns out Pete's been fumbling the cockle shells, I mean, and old Pete, old Pete, like, like he's my uncle. <laughs> I'd like clarify, Pete Moore is not my uncle. No, we won't talk about your families and serial killers. Yeah, um, no, no comment. Um, I got used to that as a child. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, I I think like the number for being a serial killer should be at least capped off at like six. I think six is a serial killer. What do you call someone that kills five people? A good time. <laughs> <laughs> no, um. I don't know. I just think like three's just like I'm not saying three lives mean nothing. I just mean Pink Sutcliffe killed fifteen people. Women with a hammer. Yeah, yeah. He shouldn't. He shouldn't have the same title as. Yeah, you know Pete what I mean. Pete Moore should be like you know a corporal serial killer. Like, yeah, like like Pete Sutcliffe's a general and Harold Shipman's an admiral. Fucking Al Ted Bundy would be the fucking captain of a vessel. <laughs> wouldn't he? Jesus Christ. How many Ted Bundy get? 33 in the end. Of it. Well, 33 he was convicted of, but if you read into it, they think it's more like 70 something. That's some killing, that. That's some killing and rape. There's yeah. some men that haven't had sex with women without having to force themselves upon them in the life that haven't sex with that many women. Yeah. And he done a lot of necrophilia. A lot of necrophilia. Although, no one's got anything on the South Americans. Wow, yeah, Pe- Pedro Lopez was that guy. Yeah. The, the, There's like three or four of them yeah, that have killed the, hundreds. The Beast of the Andes. How cool of a nick... See, you know, like I always complain about, like, Ted Bundy had like, a bit of a crap nickname, like the Lady Killer. The Beast of the Andes. You know he'll be murdering bitches. Yeah. Although and... he, he, he killed kids, not bitches, but... Was it all kids? Yeah, he only killed kids, didn't he? Young girls. That's a lot of children to be murdering. The worst thing is, now... Yeah, he... Over there, at the time, the longest you could give someone is seven years, and you could only be convicted of one murder at a time. So he got convicted of one murder, served seven years, and fled into the Andes on day release. Well, supposedly, like, the rumour is that he was picked up by another prison not long after. Oh, right. And so, I mean, this is the rumour mill, obviously. And also, it's South America, like rural South America. Yeah. So God knows what's actually happening. But the rumour mill is that what they do is they keep transporting him from prison to prison. So I pass them around to get him lost in the... To get lost in the city. Yeah, yeah. Because they don't want him out and about. But then also, the other chance is that he's just living in a cage down in Bogota. He could be on the beach. Could be on real beach. <laughs> oh, he's oh, close where we live. It. I didn't say we live in real, though, did yeah, I? Yeah, but it's just too late now. It's where we live. Now you've dropped us in it. Um... Yeah, but there's like three or four rills in the world. It's not like I said that we live in real North Wales, though, I want to. Um, you nearly gave your postal address. Really, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, yeah, but he's just, wow, that's like that 300. Those numbers are just ridiculous. Yeah. He admitted to 300, but they found over 100 kid bodies of kids. In yeah, the so, so, the, so the answer probably is around 300. Yeah. He started killing at a young age, though. Like, but the same like, like Jeff, Jeff, Jeff Dahmer, like I went to school with yeah. Jeff Jeffrey Dahmer started killing when he was like 17. Yeah. He beat a lad to death with a dumbbell, which is quite ironic because that's how he died. The oh. uh, a, a African-American inmate, 
whilst Jeffrey Dahmer was mopping up in the gym, went in the gym because he was like he was a murderer and he wanted like the I'm top dog. Yeah, he basically wanted to be the guy that murdered Jeffrey Dahmer and he beat him to death with a dumbbell and crushed his head. Wow. Yeah, like and he looks like a man that would kill you with a dumbbell. Yeah. He Dahmer got off with the first killing, didn't he? Yeah. No, no, he didn't get caught for it until obviously he was caught eventually in the end. Oh, I, I thought he was in like a pop style and he got off with some like youth time. No, that was Ed Kemper, wasn't it? When he killed his grandparents, he got put in the. Uh... Yeah, obviously. But he's another story for another day. Oh, we talked about Ed Kemper. Yeah, but we're not putting that one up, are we now? Or are we? Oh, Find out. Um, yeah, we've got like two or three that haven't got two, I think it is. Yeah, I think we're going to stop putting it back up on our SoundCloud yeah, because yeah. we get put onto our iTunes. Also, we've got merch soon, which is going to be pretty sweet. Yeah, we're going to have some merch. We're going to do quite a few things, guys. Yeah, I'm, I'm, look, I'm not sure how many of you listen to this. I know my brother-in-law does, so hi to you. Hi, Martin! But, uh, you know, if anybody listens to this, like, yeah, we're quite grateful. We like your support. Yeah, 100%. I know that we could be weird and go on a bit too much about a Serbian film and yeah. beach bumming, but... <laughs> beach bumming. Wow, the beach boys took a wrong turn. <laughs> it's a wrong turn at Albuquerque. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, yeah, but, yeah we'll have t-shirts. We've got a, our Instagram page is pretty lit, I'd like to say. Yeah. I know the youngsters say lit, and I'd like to think I'm young, but I'm not anymore. But, um, yeah, I think we've got Cryptkeeper t-shirts, we've got some stickers being made, because we want to talk a bit more, which I'll get into in a minute with Tom, about more wrestling, because... Tom's a huge wrestling fan. I've started to learn more about wrestling. Still not a huge fan. I won't, won't go out my way to watch it. Although we are going to be doing a YouTube channel. Yeah. And on the YouTube channel, I'm going to watch wrestling matches. Like, like, like probably like my top five wrestling matches. Because I'm, I've never really... I watched it when I was a kid, but it was nothing spectacular. Big up Stone Cold Steve Austin, the man, the myth, the legend. You do like a bit of Stone Cold. I fucking love Stone Cold Steve Austin. Chad, oh. can I just say, I'm going to put out there. Chad started a Twitter the other week. Yep. And he took a photo of himself in a Stone Cold t-shirt. And he, he's, he put up a few other photos that when he's, where he's met horror icons. Jeffrey Coombs, Barbara Crampton, yeah. Dean Wallace. And they, they retweeted and they, they liked yep. it. And it really, it really made him feel good. The fact that Stone Cold didn't retweet his picture of him wearing a Stone Cold shirt. He talked to me about that for four days. Yeah, so fuck to her, delete her. <laughs> um, yeah, Stone Cold Steve Austin has got a podcast. He does a really cool. good podcast, I really enjoy it. Thing is though, Stone Cold Steve Austin's got the pulling power because he's... Stone Cold Steve Stone Cold Austin. Steve Austin. The tax, if your nickname's the Texas Rattlesnake, you know you've done something good in life. I mean, the whole beating his missus thing was not good, but the Condemned was good. The Condemned was very good. I yeah. Enjoyed. Um, before we go on to to anything else, I'm going to spring this on you now. Hit me with the rhythm stick. I think we should talk about it. And uh, 1990, the book or the new movie? A compilation of all of the above. Now I know that you you listened to it on audiobook. Uh, yes. About a year ago. Yes. And you you sort of skimmed through it listening, but you enjoyed it. Yeah. But you're listening to it again now, and from what you said, you're about halfway through-ish. Yeah. And you're loving it this time. It's, oh, I can't even explain. Like, it, it's just, I feel like, the 1990s miniseries, when I was younger, I thought, like, you know, I've got a huge poster in my front room, yeah. but I, I love the 1990s miniseries, but I think I love it because of Tim Curry. Yeah. Because, and the kid who plays Ben Hanscom, he is the perfect Ben. I'm going to throw it out there. That kid is what 
Stephen and, King describes in the book. John Ritter played John. adult Ben. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah. dead now, isn't he, John Ritter? Yeah, yeah. Like, he was great yeah. as well. So, I've been, obviously, like I said, I've been reading the book. Last time, I, my son was just, like, pretty much just born, and yeah. I started listening to it whilst I was going to see my parents in Spain. So, I sort of, like I said, I didn't even listen to all of it, I'm deadly honest yeah. with you. I think I got to chapter 18, I think, and I still have like 20 when I was like, but now I'm engaged and, and the book is out of this world. Like, there's so many bits where I just think, like, I'm not, I, I think I'm 14 chapters in now, and I already think what, where I'm at at the moment is already a better movie in my head than either films. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Like, just the whole, like, in the book, Silver, Bill's bike, Big Bill Dembro, yep. is a character in my eyes. He, that, that bike is its own character. It's a, it's a sentient being. Yeah, like it's it, a, it? like the way they go on about it, the way Stephen King writes about that bike, you feel like you've had that bike in your life forever. Yeah. And in the 1990s miniseries, there's a really bad montage. Oh, that montage. With Mike scene. and Bill. And yeah, that's that, terrible music over awful it. Awful 90s music. And then in the news film, I think you see the name on the side of Bill's bike and that's all it gives you about it, innit? Yeah, like, almost like, as opposed to putting it into the film, it was just like, ah, oh, a nod. Yeah, it's a nod to people that have read the book. Yeah, but like, in the in the book, Stephen King writes like this bike is a stallion. It's a huge bike. It's you know what I mean. It takes a it Bill has to stand up to pedal, yeah. doesn't he? That's how big it, this it, bike it, is. They mention it so many times. He's too small. He should not yeah. be able to ride. But this in, bike. in 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 the new film, he gets on it perfectly. And I was like, I know when I watched the new film, I was like, wow, like the the, the mini series slash film because obviously they've done a cut where it's all yeah. film has nothing on this. I still think Tim Curry's the superior Pennywise. Apart from the Pennywise in that book, yeah, the Pennywise in that book, terrifying. Wow, like I've read, I've read books. I'm obviously like, as you know, being a pen, you don't have time to read a lot. No. So obviously, you got me onto Audible. You were like, listen, I know you miss reading. Yes, and I was very skeptical at first. Stephen Webber, Stephen Webber, the yeah. reader. Wow, what? Because he's the guy from the Stephen King miniseries of The Shine as well. Yes. He plays Jack Torrance. He is so good. Like, I can't believe, like, he just reads it perfectly, just all the accents, and he puts you... Like, I, I don't often get scared, as, like, and I don't, I'm not saying it's a big head, but like, Tom will know. I watch a lot of horror to not be scared. Like, I'm, I'm that guy that you'll find three o'clock in the morning watching a horror film on his own. And, um, yeah, so I think... So I think what I'm trying to say is, is that the book is superior to pretty much both films and the miniseries, sorry. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think, personally, I was saying to you earlier, I, it, I mean, it's about, I think it's 1,071 pages. Might yeah, it's a big book. That. It's a big old book. Um, do you need an eight-part series to really do it justice, I think? Well, like we, we were talking about today, originally, back in the 90s, yeah. George Romero was meant to do a six-part TV series, but obviously, I think at the time, he was doing another, another film or something. Yeah. Well, anyway, Tommy Lee Wallace... The man who, by the way, invented the Michael Myers mask, well, he spray-painted William Shatner mask and dyed the hair, he he directed it. Yep. But he directed Halloween 3, which is also an underrated fucking movie. Yeah. Very good movie. Tom Atkins, who's at London Film... film uh, and Yeah, Comic-Con this year, so I can't remember where I'm gutted about that. I've always wanted to meet Tom Atkins, one of my favourite actors. Um, yeah, he directed the, the it miniseries, which... Probably should have given the reins to a man that 
does special effects. And I don't mean that in a bad way, because you've got Tom Savini, he can do a good job. He, he directed the remake of Night of the Living Dead, which is yeah. excellent, because he, he uh, cast Tony Todd as Ben's role, mm. and that was some of the best casting since casting began. Casting, casting, casting. Um, so, yeah, but like the bit I'm at the moment is where... Obviously, Eddie's down, uh, they've been down at the Barrens, and Eddie's told yeah. him about the leper or the bum, as they call yes. him. And he's underneath the, the Nebolt house offering him a blowjob, which that doesn't happen in the movie or anything, which I, I think gives it an even creepier element. They take all elements of sex out of both films. Yes, yeah. Uh, which is, I understand why, because it's about kids. Yep. However, they are, it, the whole film's about really. So the whole book is really about going from a child to an adult. Yeah. Where, when sort of your sexual exploration takes place. Growing up. Yeah. So really, they, they shouldn't miss it out. Cause it's no. so important. Let's address the elephant in the room. Right. The gangbang. The child gangbang. Yes. I've not got to have it in the book. I don't remember hearing it last time. Right. But can you elaborate what happens and why they leave out the movie? Well, I mean, they leave it out of the movie because it's a bunch of 11-year-olds having sex. Yeah, but is it a, isn't it a key moment where they lose their innocence as children? Yeah. So, they are lost in the sewers after they... I mean, if, if you've watched any of the films, you know that yeah. when they're kids, they think that they've defeated Pennywise, but they haven't. I mean, I'd say spoiler alert, but the book was written in 1987, so if you haven't read it by now, there's something going on. Yeah, it was the biggest horror movie Last year or the year before? Yeah. The highest grossing horror movie ever now, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, it beat The Exorcist, didn't it? That's bullshit. That film is perfect, but we'll get to that yeah. another time. Um, so, so they think that they've been in Pennywise and they are lost in the sewers and Derry. Um, and they, they they can't find their way out. Eddie, I, th- I believe, in the books, is sort of their compass. Right. Can, whenever they're lost anywhere, Eddie just has this sixth sense of where to go. Just like Ben's got a sixth sense about building things. Yeah. Bill's just got a sixth sense in general. Bill's just a leader in it. Yeah. So so Eddie's their compass and he's just lost it. He doesn't know where they're going. They don't know what to do. And they've been warned by their parents that loads of people have died when they were making these sewers because they got lost. Yeah. So they just know that they need to do this. And, and Bev takes them one by one, lays with them, then they, they have sex. And then they suddenly, after she's had sex, I think she, it's all from her point of view. Right. And she's just basically getting on with it, apart from with Ben and Bill. Because she's got feelings for both. Well, she's at this point, she's got feelings for Bill. Right. So I think that's why she feels something for Bill. And I think spiritually, she knows that Ben's the right one for her. Yeah. I mean, obviously, she's a kid. She doesn't know that that's how, what we're supposed to read into Okay. It. Um, and then once she's finished, once they're all finished, Eddie it just clicks with Eddie which way they need to go. And when they leave, they say, you know, that's it. And, and they, they slowly all leave Derry apart from Mike then. Right. They've all lost their innocence then. They've lost that. They've lost any special powers that they have. they lost the connection with the turtle. Makes no sense if you've only seen the film. Yeah, yeah. Because the turtle's... Hinted at in the new one, at the very least, didn't it? Yeah, but it's, yeah. Yeah, in the book, it's got a big role. 
Yeah, the turtle is an interdimensional being, just like Pennywise. Yeah, it's, it's basically of... Pennywise's arch nemesis. Yeah, it's the yin to Pennywise's yeah. yang. Um, I'll ask you this. If, put yourself in a director's shoes. If you were directing the movie, would you keep the gangbang scene in? Am I making a movie that needs to be successful and make lots of money? No, you'll make... As, as a man who I know is a huge Stephen King fan... And you, you wanted you wanted to stay. You wanted to make Stephen King proud of your movie. I put it in. Now, Stephen King recently yeah. has said that he wishes he hadn't put it in the book, hasn't he? Oh really? Yeah, Actually, I yeah, didn't know yeah that. I'm sure he has. Uh, when the film's coming out last year, okay. Like, you know, I don't think I should put that in. I understand why they don't want it. I think he's just said that because so many people question it. A lot of people do. Like when it was coming out, because obviously I I hadn't read the book until sort of. Uh, the newer film came out, I haven't read it now, but yeah. you know what I mean, and heard of the gangbang scene, and at that time, that film was coming out, there's loads of people going, oh, I wonder if this scene, because there's loads of things on, like, I, I hate to use this as a, as a source, but, like, lad Bible oh, and stuff no. like that. Like, the scene that was too bad to be put in the movie. Yeah, it, do you know what I mean, and I'd, like, I'd read into it, and it's just... Unfortunately, yeah. unfortunately, no, not unfortunately, you know, understandably, as soon as kids having sex comes up, yep, People just sort of, kind of like with the Serbian film. Yep. You just block it off and you go, no. Yeah. That brings me to a second question with this. I, I'm on, like I've said, but I'm on the bit where Richie and Bill have gone to the house on Nebold Street. Yeah. And Bill's gone into, Bill's got his dad's handgun. Yeah. And Richie has gone with him. So Richie and Bill have gone into the house on Nebold Street. Um, they've gone down into the basement. They've broken window, sorry, gone down into the basement. And um, Pennywise is starting to come downstairs, but he's a, he's, a, he's the teenage werewolf that Richie, Ben and Beverly watched in the cinema a week prior. So Bill has then pulled his dad's pistols out, started firing around it, and he's crying, shout, like shout, crying with anger, yeah. shouting at the, the wolf, Pennywise. And... They leave that out in both movies. Do you think they leave that out in movies because it's promoting gun crime? Kids in America have got a problem with that. I don't mean to get political with you. I know we're British, but... Um, no, I don't think that's why. I think they probably leave that out because they... I think they left out the first one just because they thought it wasn't important. I think, like, that, to me, at the moment, apart from another scene which I'll talk about in a minute with you, is my favourite bit in the book so far because I thought I, I was genuinely scared like when Bill's firing rounds at the uh, at Pennywise so I call, I call it the werewolf so the teenage werewolf and the werewolf starts saying I'm going to kill you because he goes this is for Georgie for killing Georgie and then Pennywise goes I'll kill you as well Bill yeah. you know what I mean that is genuinely you're like oh shit because obviously they've got to climb back onto the coals Richie gets back outside and the Wells pulling Bill in back into the basement, and Richie's trying to pull him out. And I'm generally scared. Like I'm, I'm alone home tonight. Obviously, my son will be asleep. Yeah. My my uh, fiance's in work, and I'm going to listen to some more. But I'm generally scared of the thought of what's happening next. And I like, I like that. Yeah, I, I can remember reading the book for the first time at, at 14, 15, and being petrified. I read, I bought the book because I'd seen the miniseries Late Night Channel Four. I was like 12, and I loved it. Yeah. I loved the feeling of really caring for the characters. Yeah. Because although the, the miniseries wasn't great by any account, you still felt for the characters. 100%. 
And I, I love that and the fact that you were genuinely scared. So I started reading that book. In a good way. Yeah, terrifying. Like, like I was going to say a minute ago about another scene that I, I really annoys me. Isn't it even either film? Well, there's a few bits, but this really... The bit with Mike, Mike Hamlin, yeah. and the beard, where yeah. he goes to the, chi- the chimney yard where the old factory was, yeah. and basically Pennywise is a huge beard, isn't he? Yeah. He's transformed, whatever you want to say, morphed into a beard, and he's attacking Mike, and there's a bit, a bit that generally terrified me again, where Mike's gone into a chimney breast, a huge oh, chimney, yeah. and the beard's shuffling its way down, and Mike's, it's pitch black, the beard's blocked the hole, and Mike's just throwing stones. You can hear, hear the beard, but you can't see it. And I think, again, Stephen King wrote the shit out of that bit. Yeah. That gen- I was just like, I stopped halfway through and I was just like, wow, I'm going to have to go to sleep because I can't handle this. Who <laughs> that bothers me the most about both films? I mean, I know that the kids are going to be in the sequel. Yeah. Um, obviously, they can't retcon too much. They can't, like, throw loads of scenes of Pennywise in them. So no. Like that, we've, we've seen that whole story. You're going to be seeing them sort of Maybe the odd flashback of before Pennywise or this, that, and the other. The dam. Yeah. They do not talk about that dam in the film. In the, I know that they build it in the first one. In, I, in the original yeah. story. Quick, quick. I, I like... Sorry sorry to interrupt, Tom. I like that the original miniseries had the Irish cop in it, though. Yeah. Because I, I think... Because uh, Richard does the Irish cop's voice a lot, doesn't he? Yeah. Like when he's trying to pull Bill out of the basement... The cop comes out of his voice. I can't remember his name for the life of me. Oh, like Officer Flanagan or... Something like that, yeah. It's a very um, stereotypical Irish name. Yeah. But it comes out and Richard doesn't understand why it's come out of his mouth, but it's because it's an authoritative figure yeah. and he's trying to pull Bill out. But yeah, carry on, sorry, Tom. Yeah, the dam's so important. The yeah, dam, dam. In the books, the dam teaches you about the, the dichotomy of the characters and yeah. how they work and, and how their different intuitions help them. Yep. Um, and it's how they learn to be friends. In in the in the remake, uh, now I love the remake. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. They use the scene where they're swimming in the uh, reservoir. Reservoir, because they're up to us. We kill animals. They use that scene to sort of bond all the kids. Together. Yeah. But it, but they they just don't mention the barons enough. Nope. They like the, the barons is where the kids spend most of their time. Yeah, it's where they... they, they escape from Henry Bowers and Yeah, and they, they escape from the bullies. Nobody goes down there because it's basically where all the sewage goes. Yeah, the grey water. That's another thing that annoyed me. In the 2017 remake, Eddie talks about the grey water. Yeah. But in the book, the copper speaks about the grey water. And he explains to him why the uh, they shouldn't be playing in that water. And it's dirty. Yeah, so it's such a huge... It's almost like the Bible. Yeah. You can't fit the Bible into two short films. And although they did such a good job of the newest one. Yeah, it's definitely a better film than the original. Yeah. But it's lacking Tim Curry. It, it, it's... I like Tim Curry a lot. Billy Ass. Not as good as Tim Curry. But Tim Curry's a veteran, isn't he? By the time he'd done, yeah. he done it, he was a well-known actor. Bill Skarsgård is... He's got his name. Yeah, so but that's because his dad it. and his brother are huge yeah. in... Nor- are they from Norway? From Norway, I think, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, his brother's big true blood. Yeah. His dad's in the Marvel movies. Yeah. But yeah, there, there's just nothing on the books. And you don't know until you've read slash listened to the book just how much is missing. Yeah. Like, like obviously, every film 
that's from a book, the book fans say, oh, there was loads of it out. But in it, it's, it's unfathomable. Yeah. Just how much has been left out and how much you could put in. You could probably make a 12-part series, an hour long each. 100%. It's uh, very, very, very long. I think it's, what, it's 45 hours on all the 48. 48 hours on all the That's two days. Two days! Two days of your life listening to a book. I've listened to it more than once. Amazing. I could definitely listen to it again. Um, How do you feel about the cast for the second part? I don't know how I feel about James McAvoy. James McAvoy is one of the only ones that I'm perfectly happy about. Really? I think I think he'll do a good job. Yeah, he's a great actor though. Like yeah. we see him in Split, he can definitely play mental. Yeah, which I'm not saying Bill's mental, but he can yeah. play. Yeah. yeah. My my slight problem is that as far as I'm aware, James McAvoy's quite short. Yeah, and Bill's big, big Bill, Bill, big Bill Denbro. Yeah. Um, my main problem is that looking at the headshots of yeah. the actors. They do not look the same age. No, you said this to me. Especially Rain Wilson, is it? From yes. the office? Was he from the office, Rain Wilson? Yes. He, uh, it's not Rain Wilson, is it? No, it's not Rain Wilson. I've not watched the American office. No, I'm sort of thinking, yeah, it's not Rain, because he was in, uh, he was in House of a Thousand Corpses, wasn't he? Yes. He, it's not him. Bill, Bill Hader, is it? Yes. Yeah, he's playing Richie. Yeah. I don't know about that. He's funny. But when I look at him, do I think Richie Tozer? Tozer, sorry. No, I don't. No. I mean, the smart thing yeah. would have been to get Seth Green. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that to me, that, that would have been beautiful. Definitely. Because um, he's a good actor as well. Yeah, he's been in so much. Idle Hands, great horror movie. You know whose name? Sorry, I'm just going to go on something. You know whose name always bothered me? You know the guy who was in Final Destination and the Idle Hands, yeah. and he was in the Eminem's music video Stan. Yes. If you look at his name, it, to me it reads Devin Sawyer. Right. But I've watched like doc, not documentaries, like like uh, interviews of him, and like the interview is like like introduced him as Devin Sawyer. Sawyer. Like, is it S A W E R? I can't remember, but I, yeah, it's it's. I'm pretty sure, correct me if I'm wrong, viewers, but I'm pretty sure it's spelt Sawyer. Devon Sauer. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Devon Sauer. That's weird. Yeah, so I don't know, maybe it was the the host at the time, but yeah, it, yeah, it always annoyed me. Okay, so back on topic. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I, I, I think that there's a, there's a disparity with the age. Yes. Because they should all be the same age, and some of them look up to sort of 10 years younger or older than some of the others. I loved the young girl they cast as Beverly Moore. So she and Lilith. She was the tit. Now, that's the other thing I was just about to say. What I, I didn't think I'd say this, but it's putting me off watching the sequel that she's not going to be in it as much. Yeah. Because she was outstanding. Yeah. She's one of the best child actors I've seen in a long time. Yeah. I mean, you had... Uh, Richie was played by... Wolf, Wolf Finhart, is it? Wolf Finhart from Stranger Things, yep. obviously. Um, and and he he's lauded as you know he he's yeah. the second coming of Christ when it comes to child actors. Mm-hmm. He's the new Corey Haim. I mean, hopefully not in his future. But but oh, wow. but you guys know what I mean. <laughs> um, but she was something special. Yeah, she she's like 
she would probably win an Oscar one day. That's how good of an actor I could see her being. Yeah, yeah. Without a shadow yeah. of a doubt. She's special. Really special. Um, I hope she goes on to do more. I hope she goes on to do more as a child as well. Before yeah. She gets, because being that good as a child means that you can really be at the forefront of dramas and horrors. Because a lot yep. of horrors have children in them. She can blossom. Yeah. She will blossom on screen. Yes. Uh, which is so, so good. I Now, looking back on it, I, I, when I watched that, I really liked him. Not anymore, though. Young Ben. No, he doesn't fit who Stephen King describes in the book. Yeah. That's why I prefer Ben Hanscom from the It miniseries, because yeah. when he described Ben, he's this husky lad that only ever wears a jumper, but in the new It, he wears a T-shirt all the time and listens to like Pet Shop Boys. Yeah, like he's quite cool. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's like smart as well. Like, I know Ben's smart anyway, but like he's like the, all the stuff on his bedroom wall and stuff like that. Like I've not, I don't know if he does that in the book. I've not got to that. Now, you know, you know what they did? They mixed the two characters of Mike and Ben. Yeah, because Mike's sort of like an investigating. Yeah, Mike's the one that's supposed to have the books of the old photos of Derry, and he's yeah. the one that realizes that this has been going on for years. Because I can't remember. I don't know if I dreamt this scene, but in in, in the book in the audible, doesn't the head wink at Mike when he sees it in the tray? Yes. That that doesn't happen. Obviously, the headless boy attacks Ben in the film, yeah, which is quite a cool scene. Yeah, like but ben, Ben's got his own story, and they mix it in with Mike to, you know, obviously you've got to save time when you're making a film. Yeah, it's all about the budget. It's about getting the story onto the screen and saving time. They shouldn't have mixed those two. No, because they both got a really good story. But give Stan some more story. Yeah. Stan's a crap character. Awful. Stan's a throwaway character just to die. Yeah, well, I've, that's what I was going to get to. He, so he does kill himself in the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and that, that's that's his whole purpose is to yeah. kill himself. Does he do it because he's a coward, or does he do it because he's genuinely scared? Well, in the in the childhood part of it, he always denies Pennywise being there. He's yeah. the one that, that accepts it last. Yeah. Um, and I, I, is he a coward? Is he a coward even if it is genuine? Yeah, he's a coward. Yeah, Gen- genuine fear. Being brave is having genuine fear and getting through it. Yeah. So yeah. even if it is genuine fear, he's a coward. Would I be a coward? Fucking do right. I'll go up against a maniacal interdimensional clown. Yeah. That no one else can see. <laughs> Which brings me to the bit with blood uh, in bevies. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think? Well, as as a man who was a child once, yeah. I would not clean that blood if my parents couldn't see it. Uh, possibly. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. But it was then, definitely done better in the second film than it was in the miniseries. Yeah. But then you've also got to think the fear of, of you know an eleven-year-old child walking into a room covered in blood, and also every time you go to the toilet, it just being on you. It's not just that she can see it; she can touch it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I suppose. I get what you mean. So I mean, it's verging on to the uh, time where we should wrap it up a bit now. But I wanted to get on to the stickers we're getting done. Yep, we're going to have some stickers. We're going to have our wrestling stickers first. So for any viewers, which I hope we have many, many, many of you, if you want one, we will send you to send them to you, one to you for free. Yep. Uh, all we ask in return is that you take a picture of it on social media and tag. Media, media and tag is in it basically yep, that's all we want Instagram preferably uh, Instagram Facebook Twitter yeah anything anything I mean 
not uh, MySpace. Yeah, or Bebo, or Bebo. No, they are what I would describe as dead platforms. Now. Dead platforms. Deader than the dodo. Deader than the dodo. Uh, and if you do tag us on uh, Instagram, make sure you hashtag Beach Bunner. That is this week's hashtag. Last week's yeah. hashtag is Beach I think we should do that. I mean, we will try and make a yeah. hashtag Beach Bummers this yeah. one. This week, trending worldwide. Beach Bummers. Beach Bummers. Uh, yeah, so I think you give us a message, DM us, slide into our DMs on our Instagram, not our personal pages, because we like our privacy. Um, unless you're a really big fan, say, what's up? Um, yeah, Martin, my brother-in-law, don't message me anymore. <laughs> yeah, no I, I know you're listening, Martin. I'll see you in the gym. You know where I live. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, give us a message. We'll send you on picture with it. I'll give you, I'll give you a little clue. There's a man pile bobbing, pile driving, pile driving a shark. And yeah, Chad doesn't know what the move's called. Yeah, he designed this. <laughs> Tom said, "Draw me a wrestling sticker." So he got a wrestling sticker. I did. It was beautiful. Uh, and we will have our Crypt Keepers logo made into stickers soon, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to be making two runs of the t-shirt, I think, with the wrestling one. Which I'm, I think maybe we'll do as a limited edition one. Yeah, and I mean, you know, if, if more people want it, yeah, then we can print more off. But, but yeah, again, give us a message. The t-shirts aren't free, though. No. You no. will be paying for that. And hopefully, fingers crossed, I'm speaking to someone uh, at the moment, uh, and we should have pins. pins. Everyone loves a pin. Everyone loves a pin, especially Dan Taylor, who I work with. Dan Taylor, he does love a pin. Loves a pin. Uh, so yeah, guys, uh, thanks for listening, and hopefully, fingers crossed, We'll have another one next week. But if not, make sure you check our social media out because we're pretty funny guys and we do reviews and hopefully we'll have Twitch and YouTube up soon. In the future. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'm Levin Kravitz's son. Yeah, and I'm the Harlem King. And uh, we'll see you on the other side. Peace out.